Welcome to Rogues on the Road. Discovered in 1812, naked and afraid under the deep and unforgiving canopy of Central Park, this indigenous duo sold their share of the Louisiana Purchase, swam to Port Chester, and set up shop with their co-host, the Standby Gypsy. From their humble beginnings, Rogues on the Road has quickly become the longest-running and most popular food and beverage podcast in recorded history. So, sit back, pour a cold pint, and tighten your spray skirt, you ninny-muggin. And welcome to another episode of Rogues on the Road. We're here at... uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company in Elmsford. I'm Rich. And I'm Matt. And we've got uh, two very special guests we've actually known for uh, some time now. We've got um, Scott Vaccaro, the uh, owner, uh, uh, you said bottle washer, head bottle washer? Head bottle washer, sure. Okay. And... uh, Man of many talents. And you will do just about anything. Yeah, whatever it takes. And we've got new, but... Old. Old. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> We've got Kieran, who is uh, the. Can you give us your exact title here? Uh, head, head distiller. Head distiller, uh, distillery production manager, everything. Head bottle washer. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so we want to first of all welcome you guys yeah, thank you. to the show. Uh, it's been a while since. Uh, since we've actually visited you I haven't guys. been here for like five years, and it's tripled in size. Yeah, and I think that's one of the coolest things that we're seeing about. Captain Lawrence. Captain Lawrence is this evolution that you guys have gone through. So I remember starting out small, relatively small. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. You know, we, out of necessity, started out small. And, um, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. So, uh, yeah, we started small. We just, we grew and, um, you know, with local support and with a uh, product people enjoy drinking, we've, we've been fortunate enough to continue to grow. Yeah. And w- you said you... You started with relatively little knowledge about the brewing industry. Well, I mean, I, I knew how to brew beer, you know, right, but okay. I mean, a good you know, start. unfortunately, there's more to do it than that. You know, I mean, if it was just brewing beer, I mean, geez, <laughs> I'd sleep a lot better at night. But unfortunately, you have to sell that beer, too. Right. And, you know, to sell it, you got to deliver, you know, and, and so on and so forth. But it's, it's a great industry. And, you know, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. And how, you, how long, sorry, how long has uh, Captain Lawrence been going? So we uh, we sold our first keg in January of 06, so we're coming up on 14 years, which wow, is for you. crazy. To yeah. Think about. yeah, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. And you went from, the, the growth that you've gone through, you went from a craft, s- relatively small craft brewery, you guys are self-distributing, you moved from your Pleasantville location. Right. That's right. And came to this location. Yeah. What was that like? This is a huge facility. Well, you know, when we first looked at that Pleasantville facility and I didn't have a brewery yet, you know, to, to call my own, I, I walked in that space and thought it was as big as an airplane hangar. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, and we, in five, you know, short years, it was stuffed so, you know, full of tanks and barrels and whatnot that it was, I'm surprised it didn't collapse around us. Um, and, you know, and the same thing kind of happened moving here, you know, walked in and, uh, you know, we've been five years at it and it's time to move out of that building. And I walked in this space and same, I was like, wow, we will never fill this place. <laughs> and here we are. And you've, you've gotten to the capacity. On we've it. now filled the place. Yes. We've Thank, taken, <laughs> thanks to Kieran's help here. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, uh, it, and the, you know, the biggest, the growth has come in spurts and we've added bits and pieces here and there, but we finally, um, in July of last year, took over the last remaining space within the building for us. So, um, yeah, we've we've hit the wall, I guess. And you you even you guys do a very well, I would say it's almost it's pretty famous. Your sour, 
You have, a, you have a sour day. Well, we, yeah, soured in September. Nice festival. Um, yep. Sour beers were, you know, some of the first beers we ever made, which is crazy to think about. Um, and you had some challenges with that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a challenging style to make. Yeah, it's so complex. You got to yeah. be prepared to throw some stuff down yeah. the drain, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a, a love of mine ever since I first read uh, Michael Jackson's Great Beers of Belgium, that book, you know, way back before I was old <laughs> enough to drink. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're fun and exciting and take a lot of time and energy and take a lot of space. Wow. Okay. And then, so now, now we, we, we fast forward a little bit. Sure. So you've, you've conquered beer. That's very kind of you. We're very that. You've conquered beer. <laughs> And uh, you are, are you move into the next phase, which w- was uh, pretty amazing. I didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, you, you guys, what was the next best thing to do with beer? Well, yeah, I mean, distill you know, it. You got it. Why not? <laughs> um, I love whiskey and bourbon and gin and all those fun things. And um, you know, we we have the the natural accompaniment next door in the brewery, right, right. so you know, we had right. a distillery. Just makes sense. Makes totally. sense. I, I just yeah, yeah. You know, it's just obvious. Should have done it. <laughs> Should have done it. Now we've had you, you. We've had rogue whiskey. We've had a few brewery distillery sure. whiskeys. They've been pretty awful. <laughs> well, I, 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 like, no comment. I, yeah, they've no. been pretty awful. We um, we've had the great um, experience to have uh, still the one on. Our sure. show, that's right. Um, and for a long time, they were they had that challenge of actually bringing your beer or their beer and distilling it there. That, yes, that was a logistical challenge, which is a logistical challenge. Yes. But that was the first time we've had actual beer mash whiskey that is not only good but great. Yeah, I, I did a good, phenomenal. Yeah, and. Y- y- the single, single malt that you're doing mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can't speak to what other brewers have done in the past, but I mean, you know, we, we didn't cheapen the recipes. We're using, you know, premium two-row. We're using, you know, imported malts. Like, we're, you know, we're using the real deal. Right. Um, and it's expensive, but um, it clearly translates, with, you know, with a distiller who knows what they're doing, it translates into some interesting, delicious stuff. Do you think, do you think the still has something to do with it? You know, I, I'm, I'm too much of a novice to, to, I would have to ask Kieran that. Kieran? Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Well, I guess it's like a musical instrument, right? Right. Um, you know, you could have a great musical instrument, and if you don't know what you're doing... It's going to sound terrible. Yep. So it's the distiller. Wow. You need a good distiller. You need a good distiller. With a good instrument. I mean, well, we have great instruments right. down there. There you go. You know, we were supplied with some really cutting-edge technology uh, that's been uh, pretty fantastic to work with so far and um so you you recently came on and the still has been operating a few weeks at this point yep operating a few weeks mid-october oh we really fired the stills up oh wow i I was lucky enough to be here on one of the days i really yeah yeah, that's cool and it was pretty amazing to watch um to see beer coming through now is it the same beer that or are you making a different uh, uh, start of it well, so to we, distill? Yeah, I mean, we've, um, let's see, we just ran one. Um, we're playing around with different malts, but we we're, today we're brewing, uh, you know, 100% or close to it, New York malt um, base. So we could do some uh, some uh, malts from 1886, doing a little bit of two-row, mixed with a little bit of Pilsner. 
Um, that first one through was a, you know, kind of a base that we'd used in the past with right. all imported malts um, from, from Holland and uh, Canada. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're going to tailor it to kind of what it is we want to do. Um, so that first run through, we turned into GNS because uh, yeah, let, let's see what we could do. Yeah, right. you know, what, like, why not? Let's, uh, what's GNS? Oh, deliciously neutral spirits. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Um, so you got, you got your base there. Yeah. You got your base. So yeah, we did some uh, some neutral spirits to start, and um, now we're working on you know kind of dialing in some. Uh, we did a little light whiskey. I think we ran yeah. some of that that we're going to put into some used barrels. And um, next up is uh, some single malt. Wow. That's that's great. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing too was it's not as easy as just um, taking beer from the beer part of the brewery and just sending it right to the still. No, it's never, it's never quite that easy. So what you actually, you do it? so the, you actually, the federal government has to like track how it's going from one to the other, or is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, on paper they do, right? On paper. You know, uh, <laughs> you know we do have a flow meter in there that's keeping track of all that good stuff. So, uh, those, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's easier than sticking it on the back of a flatbed truck in a 250-gallon tote. Yeah. Right? Having a pipe through a wall. It's very convenient. Uh, it's definitely yeah. convenient. It's yeah. very convenient. It just seems like the next evolution in what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, you know, that's why it made sense. I mean, you know, we had other options for that slice of the building. You know, we right. could have... Parking lot. Parking lot, yeah. Helipad. Pool tables, you know, climbing Stop gym for lounge. the kids. Stop. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, making uh, whiskey is a lot more fun. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And how, uh, so explain a little bit about the process, um, uh, the actual still that you have, how that kind of operates. You've got like a kind of a Ferrari of still. Yeah. I mean, you know, we didn't want to be uh, restrained by, um, by the still, right? We know we could produce, you know, millions of gallons of wash next door at the brewery if needed. So we didn't want the still to be a backup. And, um, you know, we wanted to provide our distiller. Uh, with with the tools to produce some amazing stuff. So, I mean, I'll let Kieran, you know, speak to, you know, the magic that is the Barrison continuous and pot still. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the... uh, So it's a 24-inch, I believe, right? It's a 24-inch diameter column. And as as far as still goes, it's it's not so much the length as it is the width. Yeah. (laughs) And what you do with it. (laughs) What really matters is uh, we can put about... 10 barrels for the brewers or 300 gallons for everybody else. Okay. 300 gallons per hour. Wow. Through that still. That's nuts. To be distilled. We get, we collect all the uh, alcohol. And what, what percentage are you getting out of that 300 gallons? We can tailor that. We get all the alcohol. Okay. But it could be 40%. It could be 50%. It could be 80% alcohol. It just slows it down the higher we go. Gotcha. But right now we're doing 40%. Okay. Which is... About 300 gallons per hour of beer will feed in through that that pipe in the wall from the brewery. <laughs> where the little green men are? That's it, man. It's a magic pipe. <laughs> like, where's it go? <laughs> Going all the way through our continuous column. So, again, to the brewers, uh, 80 barrels in an eight-hour shift gets distilled. There's no alcohol left. How many barrels? 80, 80. barrels. Jeez. Yeah. Or for anybody that doesn't really want to do the math of that, that would be about 2,400 gallons. And we have 160 barrel tanks on the other side of the wall, so we can, you know, it takes a couple of days to strip it, but they're just sitting there waiting. <laughs> and, and for a lot of people in the industry that are used to uh, pot stills doing 275 gallons every six hours or so, 
Yeah, and it is and as doing convenient it. as it sounds. Yeah. So this thing just keeps running and running and running until you guys decide to stop it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've given one or two tours. I like to tell people you can just hook it up and never walk and never, and never stop it, and there'll just be alcohol coming off it forever. As long as you have enough beer to pump it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That it sounds like go, it just goes. That sounds like heaven. Yeah, I think it does. Like, <laughs> sounds dangerous. Get, I think we're getting sixty gallons an hour of low wines distilled. So imagine just a pipe, sixty gallons an hour of. Of alcohol just <laughs> continuously coming that's out the, of it. That's the dream. That is the dream. Now what? Ha- now what happens to the waste? You know, is there? There's going to be some liquid and solid waste, right? Yeah, solid waste goes into the brewery waste stream. Okay. Um, liquid waste goes back over. We're trying to recapture as much heat out of all of it as possible, um, using the condenser water to uh, you know to either heat or cool things depending on what it is. Um, so we're trying to be as green and sustainable as possible. You know, that's we, always good. But um, it, you know, it takes a lot of steam to make. Yeah alcohol yeah i remember the day that you're you were <laughs> you you're kind of like we need 1.21 gigawatts we got more we need more steam, steam. Yeah. <laughs> we need more steam luckily that boiler's got some horsepower it's got so some we're horsepower good. yeah we're good so uh you got a couple samples here what do you so what are the things that you're working on so we're trying to work on anything we want here yeah we, sky's the limit is what i told kieran let's have fun and you know yeah, Whatever. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it, that's it, the way it should be. There's no mandate yeah. here. We need to make stuff that tastes good and that I like to drink on a Friday night. So. And if it's, if, it's, you know, if it's something that you're really out of the box doing and, and setting out, you know, stepping out of the comfort zone, you can always redistill it. Right. Right? Sure. Yes. More so, or less. Worst no, wa- case no waste. Or, you know, it's funny, too, like, you know, over on the brewing side of things, too, is always if we screw something up, you know, you got to dump it down the drain. Yeah. Right. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dump it down the drain. Oh, God, here's another bad batch. <laughs> we'll, we'll look off. Hopefully that happens we'll, we'll very, it, yeah. very, just, just very Just send it our way. Yeah, yeah. Bad brewer. Bad <laughs> brewer. <laughs> well, we actually did have a situation where we just, they needed to use a, a fermenter to propagate some yeast a little extra. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, and now rather than waste it, we yeah. distill it. Distill it. And by by stripping it, right, so you're you're distilling it at a higher temperature. So if there's any off flavors that came over from a bad batch of beer, you're just driving it all out. Wow. It's a it's a amazing way to... It really is. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing great work. Yeah, so we're really limited. <laughs> God's work. You're like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. yeah. So we're only really limited by what the TTB allows us to call something. Okay. You know? TTB is uh, the Tax and Trade Bureau. Okay. Yeah, and I have learned, you know, through talking with Kieran, obviously, and doing a little more research, it is a little more stringent than with beer. You know, I mean, beer's got its styles, right? India Pale Ale, but you know, they don't tell you what needs to go India India Pale Ale. You could, right? It could be a blonde ale that you decide to call an India Pale Ale, and And they don't care, right? Um, With you know, whiskey and bourbon, and like, there's all these very light whiskey, like it's very strict, but you can, but. I'm sure there's ways to massage it. Yeah. <laughs> you can also, I mean, Jerry Thomas's book, his, his, you know, one of the first bartending guides, there's all these great recipes for, for shrubs and, and bitters, but like some of the things that are, they warn you, don't go on and try and get these things because they're absolutely toxic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got to be so, careful. You know, so, so moonshine. Right. Well, that was like Evan from Plan B Brewing right. is dying to use wormwood. Which grows out his back porch, mm-hmm. uh, which is the original. Isn't that the thujone uh, inducing? Uh, or isn't that what gives? Um, not wormwood. Sorry, um, uh, not wormwood. Um, it'll come to me. It's a it's a classic. Uh, for the absinthe? No, not not for the absinthe. Um, 
Oh, it's the original hops. Um, it'll come to me. All okay. right, we'll be here. It'll come <laughs> to me. It is. It grows in every. It's a weed, but the fed, the federal government won't allow. They won't let it. it. Yeah. Right. 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 Hmm. I have to think about that one. It'll come to me. It's not the weed, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can throw that in now. You'll be fine. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're pretty strict about that one still. But uh, yeah, so this is we got some gin here. Okay, this is uh, so Kieran's, talk to us about the gin. Well, yeah, it's Kieran's recipe. Um, it is obviously the first batch uh, that we put through the, uh, the, the stripping column and then through the pot. Um, it was just basically a single malt mash, um, single malt uh, distillate, all barley, um, run through the pot still to uh, grain neutrals. You know, to, to high 196 proof was it or 190 proof? 190 proof. 190 proof, and then Kieran's proprietary blend of botanicals. herbs, botanicals, and spices. What did you? Use? I hope you all signed your NDAs. I, I, we, right? we 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 did sign our NDAs. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay. You could tell anybody the recipe. It's uh, making a gin is pretty much specific to the person and the recipe, right. knowing the ratios, that there's a lot that goes into it. Back to the whole musical instrument thing, you know, just because you know how to play one instrument, another person doing that, doesn't mean the song will be the same thing. So there's a lot that goes into making a gin. So They're very... the song. Yeah. What is this song? It smells... Well, like it's heaven like, in a glass. It's, <laughs> that's what it smells like. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an art, it's an artist's interpretation. I mean, well, there's there's a million different botanicals out there sure. that you can use. It can be overwhelming what botanicals you are going to use. How do you even decide that? It, some it can take months, years, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot of uh, when you're starting out as a distiller, you start just uh, probably the same thing when you were brewing, right? Drinking a lot? Well, drinking yeah. a lot, of course. <laughs> oh, taste tests. I mean, that's why we all get into this. Control, right. Research and development. Um, but you throw things at the wall, and you ask a lot of people that have done it before a lot of questions with them, and you start taking bits and pieces, and then slowly over time you develop your own style, and right. you kind of take on your own way of doing it. And uh, the way I engineer my gin here. It's uh, with the aroma in mind first. Okay. So building off of all the herbs for how it's going to smell. Smells like gin. Not thinking of it as how it's going to taste. It's going to smell mm. appropriate first. And as promised, I wanted you to smell that first on air. It is loaded with botanicals. Yeah, it is. Always juniper? So it still follows the classic gin recipe okay. where it's 50% juniper. Okay. And then 25% coriander. Right. That's pretty standard. That's right. Some people can change it a little yeah. more, a little less. But that's your baseline. Okay. You know, kind of probably, again, beer concept. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to use right. mostly base two-row malt. You're going to use juniper. It's that other 25 to 20% in the ratios and how you put them in the still and how slow or fast you run the still. You still make cuts like whiskey, but not for the same reasons. And certain aromas like that citrus aroma, and uh, you get a little of that anise smell probably. Yeah, there's there's, there's, sweetness. There's a beautiful uh, anise licorice sweet. Sometimes licorice can get on that like medicinal kind of side where it's just like it's too much. Um, You want just enough that you ask what it is. Right, right, right. right? And with that being the case, that all comes over first. And then you'll get juniper, then you get some cinnamon, and it kind of evolves. And you have to 
go through enough batches enough times over different gins to kind of know what you're expecting right, right, right. and then expect and then the be end. consistent and then at the end it gets all collected it's at a higher proof than what you're going to drink it at so it's going to smell different and uh you know in wineries and breweries they have something called bottle shock a that, lot of people don't know about still shock it's it it's sits, significant it sits pretty much in a tank for about a week or so and it starts to come together kind of like when you're cooking soup you know it just it stops being a disjointed smell of like a citrus and this and juniper and then it blend and now it's like one cohesive smell Mm -hmm. and taste but it still is distinctly a Gin. And this is what? That's it's been in the tank about 10 days, maybe, or a week? Probably about two, week, two, about weeks. two weeks now. So yeah, now yeah. it's finally out of still shock. And now it doesn't have that. Like, you and I have been tasting this oh, yeah. a whole lot, and so is everybody else around here. Right, right, right. Everybody's <laughs> asking about it. They're all excited. Let's make sure we're marking all that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, get, you get like, uh, there's black pepper notes. Um, it's, uh, it's very floral. It's very floral. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it's smooth. Yeah, that is phenomenal. Yeah. How many and how many botanicals are you using? We're doing eleven. Eleven botanicals. Exact. Not not more or less than you exactly need. Okay. So, okay. I know there's some there's some recipes that are like forty seven different herbs, <laughs> yeah. which I feel like is a little more like just for the number. You're gonna get lost somewhere. Uh, but this is specifically engineered, more like a perfume. That's kind of that's and that comes through and it's it's uh, there perfume is a tough word because sometimes yeah. perfume can be like oh dude well too much Dracar noir right <laughs> and, and but that is a that's perfectly balanced it's got a um, it's got a the bittering components whatever bittering agent you yeah. know, or bittering yeah. botanicals you're adding or roots and that's where uh, if you think far enough back in time I really. We were talking before the show about love and history stuff, real dry technical things. Love the history of distillation. It goes back hundreds of years. Yeah. Uh, somewhere along the way, uh, alchemists and perfumists and distillers of spirits all are kind of off the same offshoots. So perfuming, making perfumes, and making spirits are actually really similar. similar yeah. Believe and it or not. That's probably how it all came together, too. You know, It's like, wow, this tastes... So smells it, great. Let's yeah. make it taste great. So it's kind of just sort of bringing back in uh, a, a sister kind of industry and using it in some of their their ideas and methods has really helped to make this what it what I wanted it to be. And I'm and I'm happy that everybody seems to like it. I yeah, love really. it. What <laughs> proof is that at? So that's at ninety proof. Perfect. And just the right brown. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you know some gins are at eighty. Some are at 90, some are, are, are gunpowder proof. That navy strength, <laughs> right? Navy Isn't strength. that the strong one? I read yeah. it. You know, I, I heard the story behind that. I, I don't know it. So when the Navy had gin on board, <laughs> it had to be at at least, whatever, 115 proof, because if it leaked and got into the powder kegs, it would the powder could still ignite when needed. Huh. It's huh. interesting. Kind of makes sense. I don't want to ruin the powder. Yeah, there we go. Well, the answer is, and if it's not true, spill it just sounds good. It's a great yeah. story. Thank you. <laughs> no navy strength gin yet. No, we'll get there. Though. No, that is that is very good. How long did it take you to actually master that kind of recipe? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, this is a recipe that I've 
tweaked over time, made small batches. This has had a couple tweaks. Okay. You know, we had to substitute out, remember, almond? Yep. We couldn't put almond in it, so we put vanilla in it instead. And um, remember you were saying, oh, that's a really totally different flavor profile, which yeah. is, yeah, it is. But on such a small scale. But on a small scale, it's, not, it's really there to enhance yeah. mm. everything right. else. And it's really, again, back to that perfume we also found out, too, that our gin basket's not big enough. So a lot of these <laughs> herbs went right into the uh, pot. Straight in there. That is, that's, the way, that's the way I've done it and seen it. And, um, Maybe you know, we'll do half and half next time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I have, uh, I don't think I've seen very many people that use the gin basket, despite its name, believe it or not. But it is great for if we want to do Amaro's and... Yeah. Other things like that where you have to distill some of the herbs and you macerate some of the herbs, you put them in the gym basket. And but the I, chicken, right? The black chicken? We, oh, we, God, we have to do that. A pechuga? We have to do a pechuga. We got to figure out a way to do it. Oh, it's easy. We just go get the silky chickens. Silky chickens. It's not going to be vegan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It, it, it could be kosher. Could be kosher if the chicken was kosher. Uh, could we'd he, have to. Could the be brewery's halal? kosher. We've been we've been deemed kosher. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I think it's usually a mezcal. Yeah. So we have to do. So maybe we smoky beer. Uh, a lot of smoky. Or we beer. get some agave. Certainly. You know, agave. Oh, agave. Extract or we or do juice. agave. Yeah. I mean, it, smoke. It'll be a. Would we have to call that a northeastern pechuga? <laughs> Sounds sure. Like come up with a new style. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it some, something like a Nipa. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. something interesting. You know, uh, seeing as it'd be agave, it'd be true, but we just can't call it mezcal right. or tequila. Give me my my right. weekend homework. I'm going to go find a bottle somewhere and drink it. But these, this is one of the cool things about distilling and and having, you know, a, a, a boss, a co- you know, an owner, founder that's like, have Very fun, fret. man. Enjoy, yeah. Read the history. Have fun. Here are the ingredients. Let's let's I mean, have. I think that's how you you know that's how you can be successful though. I mean you know, current you know the name that we named the distiller current spirits you know and, and kind of the name is also speaking to you know we want to be modern and current in our thinking and that we don't want to be held down by you know the constraints of uh, you know a thousand years of tradition you know we just want right. to do what we want to do if it tastes good we won. Right. Yeah, so. that's the best part. You know you you learn by trial and error. You. I'm sure uh, even back in those brewing days, yep, there's a, yeah. like with the sours we talked about. You got to you gotta be prepared a for a few that you got to be. This, this is this not working go. for us. This has got to go. <laughs> yeah, you can't be scared to dump stuff down the drain. Yeah, right. well, it's, yeah it's like a, a good teacher. When they don't have the audience, stop what you're doing yep. and correct it. Exactly. I mean, oh. and we have a huge, you know, kind of laboratory of people below us right. in our tasting room to try everything right. and right. give yeah. us instant feedback. <laughs> try this. Is this good? No, this is horrendous. You should not make <laughs> yeah, this. Well, all right. Yeah. Honestly, it's good. Feedback. That's great. And it's, it's good to be honest yeah. as well. Yeah. But you also have to remember everyone's got a different palate. And likes that's true. Stuff. That's you take it with a grain yeah. of salt. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But that's yeah. a good thing. I've got thick the whole, skin. The whole world is full of a lot of different palates. Absolutely. So having all those different palates, if you can please at least most of them, you're probably doing something right. right. If everybody says you did something wrong, yeah, you, just you need to rethink them. it. You just got to convince <laughs> them that they're all wrong. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then walk away. It's the best I've ever <laughs> had. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> so, um, so you brought something else. Uh, and I don't remember what this was. Oh, this is, uh, this is really old. This is that, uh, we haven't even come up with the name with it. This is that little bottle. 
the uh, cola kind of Dr. Oh, Peppery is, thing. I mean, I can't take any responsibility for this. This is Kieran's, uh, you know, mad scientist uh, concoction. That <laughs> Let's hear it. Tastes delicious. I just really wanted a really sweet kind of spirit. Okay. And I was playing around and I made it. And then, uh, unfortunately, there's not that much left, so we're just we'll right. keep drinking it. We're gonna yeah, need to. We're gonna need to get. Which the, is not a bad thing either. We're yeah. gonna need to get the herbs and uh, submit the formula on this right. real quick yeah. so we can make more. So this is a a botanical based it's spirit. Okay, so this is kind of where we're getting into like, really back you, into that whole go crazy thing. Um, there's with the TTB for spirits, it's. They're very particular what you can and cannot call something. Uh, rye whiskey must be new barrels, right. mostly rye. Right, different and, percentages. And you have to keep going down right, the list, right, right. and if it's not this, it's right. this. Right. And if you put it something on the label, it's, it's, a, it's a whole issue. Right. This, however, it's 50% alcohol, but it's sweet, so it's not a liqueur because it's too high of an alcohol strength. Right, right. So it exists in this weird realm of it's not a vodka it's not a liqueur it's not a amaro bitter we're gonna see what they tell us it's called so it exists in this weird realm of well it exists right but what is it what is it this is like it's what i wanted it to be and what scott and everybody here likes so it's it's great and now we just have to figure out what what we're gonna put on a label so (laughs) so so i i love dr pepper yeah i you know i always call i always call dr pepper carbonated prune juice right (laughs) This, this is like Dr. Pepper, like met Coca Cola. Sure. And are we allowed to say Coca Cola? You just can't say yeah. Uh, we say Dr. Pepper too. I don't. Jeez. Definitely no. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. We'll say Dr. Pepper again yeah. after this time. Or Coca Cola. Yeah. But let's Coca say Pepsi. let's just say this Dr. Pepper. Uh, Dr. Pip. Yeah. Who who Dr. P met um, Coca Cola. In like a dark, dank, like back alleyway after a long night of dancing and drinking, and this is their yeah. their child. I mean, how about that over rocks with just a spray of uh, carbonated water? You know, just soda water in that. Now you got a, you got a, a, a you know. Ooh, I should have brought Dr. up pepper. A, and, that and, is yeah. not what you taste. I should have brought up a third glass, put some gin in there. Oh, go hey, real yeah. crazy. Oh, that is like an amara and vermouth and. Oh, I'd slap that right in and make a Manhattan out of that. There's a reason why there's this much left in a bottle right now. Damn. Holy cow, Some that is good. Alcoholic syrup. That is really good. <laughs> yeah, it's go. like the syrup of like, like yeah. if you go to like a... Oh, I get chocolatey kind of... <clears throat> of, a, of a restaurant. Sky's yeah. the limit, right? Yeah. yeah it, do, it, it doesn't exist anywhere in the no, confines of no, what the TTB will call it. And there's so no, we're going to have to figure that one out. There's a lot of umami in here, so there's, there's no way somebody can be like, eh, I'm going to take this and steal it. Oh, uh, yeah. The problem with that is, or maybe the best part about that, I guess it depends on how you want to look at it. It's uh, 50% alcohol. and uh, Wow. I was not expecting that flavor profile. And out, of, out of the nose, I was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's, it goes down. Too easy. Just easy enough then. What do you get out of it? Mm. It's there's kind of pimmish. There's a lot of umami in there. It's yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure what it is. And warm and earthy. Yeah, it's perfect for this time of it's the year. It's cozy. Yeah. 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 I warms, would, warms the cockles. I would love to make a rye Manhattan out of that. Oh, or add that to some Irish. That's water. the last of it right there. All gone. Done. Oh, well, that's it. Well, we'll, more, let, you, we'll let you know Irish when we whiskey. make more. <laughs> uh, this is great. Well, 
this is amazing to see you guys get up and running and having fun doing doing what you love doing. Yeah. And um, very exciting. These spirits out in the stores yet? They're nowhere yet. They're nowhere, They're nowhere yet. So we are hoping to have our tasting room open um, by mid December. Okay. Um, and hopefully we'll have spirits labeled and out the door by uh, Christmas time. Perfect. And are you planning? So this is in Elmsford, New York. You can go on to Captain Lawrence. It's in the same same building. Same building as Captain Separate Lawrence. Separate entryway. Yeah, this is you know a half hour outside of New York City, and um, uh, so you can come to the distillery, buy it at yeah, the, the distillery. The plan is to have you know you'll be able yeah. to buy tastings, get Perfect. samples, uh, and buy beer, buy, buy spirits to go, uh, get a tour of the distillery, and yeah, that's awesome. And. You guys have an amazing kitchen and chef, so we do. We yeah, do. And so there will be some fun foods going over there, and um, I've already got them working on some some uh, whiskey infused jerky and uh, <sighs> other interesting things just to cool. keep you know keep your stomach yeah, fun. happy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm fun. And you guys do a bunch of events, right? Like public events. We do. We do. I mean, we're open, you know, five days a week to the public. Uh, we do at least one event a month. Awesome. You know, and the distillery is going to offer uh, you know our customers at the brewery another chance to kind of see what else is out there. Right, and, absolutely. You know, kind of. Keep them happy, and obviously, we'll cross promote. So when you come here and you want to get a, a, you know, if you need a drink, you're gluten free. You need a vodka soda or something. You know, it'll be current yeah. spirits behind the bar. It's it's a one stop shop. Yeah. <laughs> you you need to have fun. That's great. And some cornhole. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, you guys have, and you have a cornhole championship. We every do. Year. We do cornhole. We do a trivia. It's a fun one, you know. And uh, when the beer garden's open, it'll soon be a beer slash whiskey garden. So now why would you ever leave this place? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they I don't. don't. Know. <laughs> it makes, uh, makes long days that much easier. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Congratulations. And um, come visit. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you open. We'll we'll be back. We'll do some posts, and yep. maybe yep. maybe if we're all still alive in in a, in a year or two, we'll come back and revisit. Yeah, man. Please, so. you got to come back soon. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. Yeah. I, I plan to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see what mate. we'll see we'll see what new is out is, <laughs> is around. Exactly. All, right. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll thank see you. you soon. Cheers. Thanks for stopping by and listening in. Check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.